Hello everyone, this is Urvashi Chahan. Welcome back to another episode of Courts Today by Live Law, where we bring you the latest developments from all courts across India. Let us start. Starting with an important update from the Supreme Court, which today set aside the notification issued by Union Territory of Ladakh for the Ladakh Autonomous Hill Development Council election in the Kargil region. The election was scheduled to take place on 10th September. The Ladakh administration had actually filed a special leave petition challenging the direction passed by the High Court of Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh to notify the plow symbol for JKNC, that is the Jammu and Kashmir National Conference Party. JKNC contended that the plow symbol was reserved for it as it was recognized by the Election Commission of India as a state party of Jammu and Kashmir. The Ladakh administration, on the other hand, argued that JKNC was not a recognized state party in Ladakh and hence could not claim vested right over the reserved symbol that the High Court erred in placing reliance on the election symbols order of 1968 as it did not apply to the state of Jammu and Kashmir. Replying to this argument, the bench then pointed out that the state of Jammu and Kashmir was no longer in existence and all the Indian laws were applicable to the region after the 2019 reorganization of the state. The bench comprising Justices Vikram Nath and Asanuddin Amanullah had reserved orders on this matter last week. Today, the bench held that JKNC is entitled to the plow symbol. The court dismissed the petition and imposed a cost of rupees 1 lakh on the Ladakh administration for filing the petition. You must have seen the viral video from a school in Muzaffarnagar, Uttar Pradesh, where two weeks back, a teacher can be seen asking other students to slap a Muslim student in the class. Following the incident, an FIR was registered against the school teacher for causing voluntary hurt and insult with intent to provoke breach of peace. A writ petition has been filed in the Supreme Court by social activist and great-grandson of Mahatma Gandhi, Tushar Gandhi, seeking proper investigation in the case. A bench comprising Justices Abhay S. Oak and Pankaj Mittal today heard the matter and issued notice returnable on 25th September. The Supreme Court asked the Superintendent of Police Muzaffarnagar to file a report regarding the status of investigation in the case. As the petition alleges that ever since the FIR has been filed, there has been a mounting pressure on the child's family to strike a compromise and get the FIR against the teacher expunged. Thus, the court has further asked the SP to report about the steps taken to protect the victim of the crime. In the next update, the Editors Guild of India approached the Supreme Court today against Manipur Police FIR over fact-finding report. The Guild's 24-page findings were released on 2nd September. The fact-finding team was sent to Manipur to examine the media reportage in the state from 7th to 10th August. The FIRs are based on complaints describing the report published by them in relation to the ethnic violence in the state as false, fabricated and sponsored. The Supreme Court today granted interim protection to four members of the Guild. 
a bench comprising CJI Chandrachud, Justice J.B. Pardewala and Justice Manoj Mishra passed the order while issuing notice to the state of Manipur on the writ petition filed by the EGI members. The matter will be now heard next Monday. Stay tuned with us. In the next update from the Supreme Court, it today dismissed a PIL petition seeking a cooling-off period of two years before any retired judge of a constitutional court can accept a post-retirement appointment. This petition was filed by the Bombay Lawyers Association in May this year. This was amid mounting criticism over retired judges accepting post-retirement censures. The plea had mentioned the recent example of appointment of former Supreme Court Judge S. Abdul Nasir as Andhra Pradesh's governor. Justice Nasir was a member of the benches that delivered two crucial yet controversial constitution bench judgments in the Babri Masjid Ram Janmabhumi dispute and the challenge against the 2016 demonetization of high-value banknotes by the central government. The petitioner stated that though there may not be any actual quid pro quo between the judge receiving the post-retirement political position and the executive, but nevertheless, it eroded the public confidence in independence of the judiciary. The court today asked Advocate Ahmed Abdi appearing for the lawyer's body whether the association intended for this prohibition to apply in the case of the appointments of retired judges to tribunals and other posts as well. To this, Abdi clarified that the plea was restricted only to political posts that depend on the discretion of the executive. Further, the Supreme Court Bench of Justices Sanjay Kishan Kaul and Sudhan Shudholia refused to entertain the PIL. The bench stated whether a retired judge should accept any office has to be left to the better sense of the judge concern, or a law has to be enacted in this regard, that it was not a subject matter of court's directions under Article 32, and nor could the court direct the legislature to enact any particular law. The recent pictures of landslides and houses reduced to debris coming from the state of Himachal Pradesh were indeed horrifying. With incessant rainfall, the state and its people have suffered immense damage financially as well as emotionally. Apart from this, the cracks in Joshimat and other cases of land sinking point out the fact that grave ecological damage has been caused in the Himalayan region. The next update is a plea being considered by the Supreme Court seeking for carrying capacity studies to be conducted in 13 Himalayan states and union territories. The plea has brought up concerns regarding uncontrolled and unsustainable construction of various commercial accommodations such as hotels, resorts, rest houses, homestays as well as hydropower projects and unregulated tourism in the Indian Himalayan region. It also mentions issues relating to tunneling, hill blasting, high traffic volume, air and water pollution and poor waste management. These issues as per the petition are affecting the environment, ecology, geology and hydrology of the region that are spread across 13 different states and union territories, some of which include Uttarakhand, Himachal Pradesh, Ladakh, West Bengal, Manipur and Tripura. 
Last month, a bench of CJI Chandrachud, Justice J.B. Pardewala and Justice Manoj Mishra had directed the petitioner and the respondent to discuss and suggest a way forward on this issue. Now, the Ministry of Environment, Forest and Climate Change has submitted a report before the Apex Court suggesting the constitution of an expert committee to determine the carrying capacity of 13 Himalayan region states. The ministry has suggested that all 13 Himalayan states be directed to submit an action taken report and an action plan for taking steps to carry out the carrying capacity assessment as per guidelines prepared by GB Panth National Institute of Himalayan Environment. The Supreme Court has directed to list the plea against the central government over delay in notifying appointments to constitutional courts in the last week of September. The plea has been filed by Advocate Association Bengaluru, which has accused the centre of violating the top court's directions laid down in 2021, specifying timeline for judicial appointments. According to the plea, the centre has failed to adhere to the timeline prescribed by the top court. Last November, the court had issued notice and sought the responses of the Justice Secretary and the additional Secretary to the government dealing with administration and appointments. Although Attorney General R. Venkata Ramani, on behalf of the government, had previously assured the court that the timeline for judicial appointments would be followed and the pending collegium recommendations would be cleared soon. Despite this assurance, notification of various appointments remains pending. The matter was today orally mentioned for an early hearing before a bench of Justices Sanjay Kishan Kaul and Sudhanshu Dholia by Advocate Amit Pai and the bench decided to post the matter to 25th September. Stay tuned with us for further updates on this matter. And now two updates on Manipur violence cases. Firstly, the Supreme Court Bar Association has expressed serious concerns at the reports regarding the ransacking of the home and office of Manipur lawyer S. Chitaranjan for representing Cookie Professor Kham Khan Swan Hosing in a criminal case. Earlier this month, reports emerged that the home of Chitta Ranjan, housing's lawyer, had been vandalized by a mob. Following this, he and three other Imphal-based lawyers told the Manipur High Court that they were withdrawing from representing the Hyderabad University professor, who is currently facing criminal charges over his alleged remarks against the Metei community. The association has further urged the state government and police to provide adequate protection to the lawyers being threatened and promptly apprehend the people responsible for the attack. The second update is that senior advocate Minakshi Arora, who is representing the judges committee constituted by the Supreme Court in relation to Manipur violence cases, took objection to certain adverse statements made against her in the affidavit filed by the chief secretary of the Manipur government saying that the affidavit was a direct attack on her, Aurora said that she would recuse from appearing for the committee. CGI D.Y. Chandrachud then told the Solicitor General Tushar Mehta, 
who was appearing for the state of Manipur to avoid references to lawyers who are appearing in the case as counsels appearing before the court do so as officers of the court and are only responsible to the court. The Kerala High Court has dismissed a PIL plea seeking to abolish the Kerala Administrative Tribunal. The petitioner through the plea sought the abolition of tribunal on the ground that the objectives of the tribunal, that is reduction of the workload of High Court and the expenditure incurred by the government in conducting cases in the High Court were not materialized because the decisions of the tribunal were being challenged before the High Court, which imposed a heavy financial burden on the state's exchequer and added expenditure, inconvenience, hardships to the litigants as well. The division bench comprising Chief Justice A.J. Desai and Justice V.G. Arun, however, dismissed the plea on taking note of the objection raised by the respondents that a similar issue had been dealt with by the court in the previous case of Sri Kantan versus State of Kerala, where the High Court had upheld the establishment of the tribunal. Accordingly, the writ petition was dismissed. The lawyers across Uttar Pradesh have been protesting against the alleged police lati charge on advocates in Hapur district last week. On Monday, the Allahabad High Court took sua moto cognizance of the strike. Now, the High Court Bar Association, Allahabad, has passed a resolution to resume judicial work in lieu of the assurance given by the bench headed by Chief Justice Pratinkar Devakar. In the resolution, it has been stated that though the High Court has assured that necessary action will be taken, the advocates are disturbed by the actions of the police against lawyers across the state of Uttar Pradesh. Police has been constantly trying to snub peaceful protests by lawyers and has been registering false cases against them. However, the Awadh Bar Association of Lucknow Bench has resolved to abstain from judicial work today due to the injustice against the lawyers. Thank you for joining us. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.